Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and today is our last day with Chris Gordon, and I am kind of a little bit sad, but also excited because we haven't started talking yet, so there's something to look forward to (laughs) still, but we have been talking about this verse from Romans 8. It's Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against Mm. us? And last episode, we talked about how We talked about what those things are, Mm -hmm. like the things that we, what do we say in response to? Those things. Mm -hmm. We talked about how God is for us in so many very specific ways, calling us his children, giving us his spirit, not condemning us, uh, giving us um, purposes that are good in our life. Um, And then we kind of ended out that episode talking about how nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, So This um, idea of God being for us isn't just in the good things he gives us, and this is something that Chris said in the first episode, but also in the ways that he sort of rescues us out of all of the the things that could, that we feel like do separate us from him. So um, I'm excited to talk about some of those things. So I'm going to read to you guys just a couple of verses right prior or Actually, they're after our verse. They come after our verse in Romans 8. But they Romans uh, 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then going back down to Romans 8.38, It says, for I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I just think this is such a great place to start. Yes. Yes, it is. And I wonder if we could say now. So, you know, we read this verse and sometimes we think, well, you know, I'm not necessarily concerned about nakedness. That's not really a part of my life that I'm worried about. (laughs) That's probably good. Right. But the principle (laughs) of all the things. So what what could all the things Mm. be now? We could think struggle, anxiety, stress, trouble, not having enough time, not having enough money, Mm. not having enough space being in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, what else could you list? What's the thing that immediately comes to your mind that th- that that you worry, but this thing might. What is that thing? You can put that in that verse because Paul what Paul is doing is giving us the ends of the poles, which in scripture always mm-hmm. tells us he's including all things. Mm-hmm. So what is mm-hmm. the thing that your mind brings up that go- that that you go to in the night when you lay in your bed that we, you worry about? put that in that in this list and he's saying none of these things can detach you can disconnect you can divorce you from God and his love for you they can't make your own list what is on your list and put it here they cannot and maybe Mm. list them for yourself with a big circle red with an x on it these things can't divorce me from God they can't do it because he's in charge of his connection to me Oh, I love that. I'm definitely doing that. And I challenge our listeners, you need to do that. Because, like, I just want to write out what shall then separate us from the love of Christ. And then write out, shall this, shall that, shall, you know, all of the things, like you said, that we worry about, that we have anxiety about. 
And it's not silly that we do, right? They're big deals. I mean, this is a broken world yeah. and, the, and the Bible doesn't poo-poo us. To, you know, you listen to the Psalms are like, where are you, God? I have hardship. I'm in the pit. I'm These people are my mm-hmm. enemies. I mean, he, the psalmist lists them very honestly. We can. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. part of us, you know, put, putting our struggle in front of the Lord and trusting him with it. So do it. Thank you for giving us permission. Mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just need somebody to give me permission to be like, yeah, I do need to, I need to get that out, yes. you know, because sometimes I think for better or for worse, I, I feel like there are people that in my life have poo-pooed mm. um, struggle mm-hmm. and said, well, you know, here are the right answers. Like, and I'm like, well, yes, intellectually, theologically, I know the answers, yeah. but that doesn't make my problem go away and I need to know how to deal with my problem. Yes. And how are the answers helpful if we're not allowed to ask the question, what about Mm. this? What about Mm -hmm. this? And it's going to be different for all of us. And I think, you know, that looking at your wrist in this verse and going like, okay, here are all the things. Here's what Mm. I got to do with that. This is what God Mm -hmm. says about my anxiety. This is what God says Mm. about my special needs child. This is what God says about my mom dying of cancer or whatever it is. This can't separate you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think you're right. Like, just because we know what's true doesn't mean that we have believed it yet. Right. And just because at one point we believed it doesn't mean we believe it right now. Right. And we've got to we've got to get there. Yeah. That's it takes a while sometimes. That's that's the Holy Spirit working in us that he would even help us. But honestly, I was thinking about that earlier, that he would even help us believe that God that's got to be his work in us, that he would enable us to believe that God has done all these things that we listed, the these things mm. that we talked about before, that's got to be the work of the Holy Spirit because it's not logical. And we in ourselves and no. all of our shame and all of the things, we can't believe these things. So that's his work in us. If you believe it, it's because he's already at work in you. If there's any part mm. of you that has believed the gospel because he lives in you, it's not you doing that. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to hear that. Yes. It's good. Yes. It's good. Okay, so I got a question for okay. you. How do we know that God is for us? Yeah, especially when X, Y, and Z is true, right? Today, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. And yeah. if if he's for me, why didn't I get this job? Or mm. why is my child struggling like this? Or why can't I conceive? Or why can't I bring this child to, to term? Um, and I think, you know, the, the clearest way and the, the way that we can know above all things is when we look at the cross. And I think we look at that and I do in my in my bad moments and my unbelief and go, yeah, 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 who cares? I want to know today. And I think mm-hmm. what God does is he he says, "Hold on. Zoom out a little bit. I have taken care. I have been for you in the big picture, in the ultimate mm-hmm. need that is under the need that is under the need. What I have done is taking care of the huge problem that eventually in the space of time will redeem all the other ones that you feel right now. And, mm. and I, um, I think it's hard for us because we live in space and time. You know, we get up at, at a certain time of the day. We have the sensations of every morning. We feel the pain and all the loss of every day. And But mm. when we look at the cross, when we look at him in agony, that's when we can know what I did about your pain is I entered into it. I didn't stand mm. far off and say, there, there, dear one. I entered in. That's what he did. He mm. entered into it. And that is his answer to how How do we know we're f- he's for us? Look at the cross. Mm. That's how much he's for mm. you. 
Yeah. So good. So here's a, here's another question for you. Have you ever felt like there were times when you doubted that God was for you? No. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Okay, next, next. question. And moving on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think probably more, probably more than less, honestly. Meaning... Mm-hmm. I think we we sometimes have this picture. I know this is not what only your only question, but sometimes we have this picture as believers that we're going to live this sort of victorious life where we don't doubt mm-hmm. or we don't struggle. And if you if you look at the people throughout the Bible and their struggle, this is this is often the story of the saints of the Bible. This is their yeah. story is struggle and doubt and wondering, are you there? I mean, again, look at the psalmist. How many times do they say, are you even listening? Are you sleeping? Can you wake up? <laughs> Hello. That's how they're talking to them, right? So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Over and over. I think one of the biggest places has been depression. I have struggled with depression since I was before adolescence. And it's been this place mm-hmm. where there I've been, you know, in dark places where I couldn't get out of bed, where I couldn't go to work, mm-hmm. where I couldn't, you know, couldn't go to school. Um, and wondered like, why did you make me this way? Why do you allow this to happen over and over? I don't understand. Um, another place honestly has been my adopted 10 year old has, uh, he was a drug baby. He's, we've had, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many years of violence and aggression where we have, we've called the police. We've been afraid for his safety. We've been afraid for our safety, my other children's safety. I have spent multiple nights calling out to God from the Psalms. Where are you? You know, I, I have said to him in, in particular, Psalm 130 has been really helpful, helpful for me. I wait for you, O Lord, more than the watchman waits for the morning, more than the watchman mm. wait for the morning and saying, I don't, there is no expert who can fix this. It is you that has to help us, whether, you know, sustaining mm. him, sustaining us, giving us what we need. Are you there? Do you see? I said it to him yesterday in the middle of a hard moment with him. Do you see me? Can you hear me? And it, it's just this, uh, you know, this crying out of like, I know that you're real. And sometimes I doubt that you're going to do anything about it. That is the normative Christian experience. Not all the time, but definitely a lot right. of the time. It's a battle. It's a fight. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's let you go. It means you're human mm. and you're trying to hold on to him. Mm. Yes. Thank you for your honesty. That's, I mean, I think sometimes we, we do, we get this like, Ah, sugar-coated mm-hmm. kind of uh, church experience. And that ain't mm-hmm. real, you know. People have real, real struggles. And having, you know, now been a pastor's wife for like almost two decades, <sighs> you know, there's just a lot that people either don't share mm-hmm. and then you find out and it's like, what? Everything, everything on the outside seems yes. perfect. And it was because they were putting up a front and they were never being real and you've got to be real you got to be real with yourself you got to be real with your spouse if you're married mm-hmm. you got to be real with the lord you know because otherwise it's going to come crashing down and we need to be able to teach people mm-hmm. how to struggle i think we have a, a very shellacked and polished version of christianity in the united yes. states that it doesn't hold up under no suffering. it doesn't it can't. It doesn't. I think it's so interesting. You know, Hope and I wrote a study about the Psalms a couple of years ago, and a third, more than a third of the Psalms are actually in the category of lament. Mm. So 
If you think about God giving a songbook to his people and the fact that more than 50 are lament, what does that tell you about his knowledge of our experience of the world? That it's going to be hard, that there's loss, that we're going to grieve, that we're going to struggle. He gave us all these words and said, you're going to need these. Say it back Mm. to me freely. I'm going to give you all kinds of beautiful ways to say it because you're going to need this. That's the freedom that he gives us to talk to him as his children. Do it. Yes. You're going to be angry. You're going to be sad. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to not know. You're going to have struggles. You're going to be betrayed by your friends. Mm. It's, you know, you're going to be in the pit. Yes. Uh Uh It's Uh not surprising to him. I love that even though we're talking about all these things that God has done for us, what shall we say then to these mm-hmm. things that God, if God is for us, then who can be against us? That even in the pit, we can say, if God is for me, then who can be right. against me? You know, that he has equipped us fully. Right. Because he's in the pit with you. That's the thing. He says, I haven't mm. left. It's okay. You, you don't have to shut up and stuff it because you're down here in the pit. I'm with you. Here, talk to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love how in um, Revelation, there's this picture of um, God making all the high places come Mm. low and bringing all the low places up high Mm -hmm. and like just leveling everything. Mm -hmm. And just this idea that all of the places that we've been that are lowest can be risen up and redeemed. And those high places that we, you know, where we're full of ourselves and pride and we think we don't even need the Lord, he brings those Mm -hmm. down and he brings us to this place before him that is fully equal and that he redeems and restores all of it. I used to think as a kid who spent a lot of time growing up in Kansas that that was the best. (laughs) My husband always makes fun of me because he's like, why do you love Kansas? It's so there's nothing there. I'm like, I know it's so flat. You can see everything. It's amazing. Yes. Actually, I still miss that about Nebraska. The big sky. We called it the big sky. Everything was huge. It It was beautiful. Yes. It's like, if I can't see for 15 miles, like, what are we doing Right. I'm all strangled in here. It's true. I feel (laughs) feel the same way. (laughs) Yes. Here's here's another couple of tough questions, and I'm going to just kind of give them to you rapid fire because we got to wrap it up here pretty quick. But what would you say to someone who's struggling to believe that God is on their side? And then also, what kind of safety nets can we Mm -hmm. set up for when things are difficult? Mm -hmm. Like, are there people that you have in your life? Are there practices that you have set up? So when you find yourself, you know, struggling to believe that God is for Mm -hmm. me, who can be against me? Like, how do you get back to that place? Yes. I would say first, what we what we talked about earlier is look at the cross, spend some time Mm -hmm. thinking about the fact that he chose that, that was, it's not that he was forced into it. He chose, he willingly laid mm. his life down. The, the, you know, those passages about the shepherd gives his life for the sheep. That's what he wanted to do. And not because he, mm. it was his duty, but because he loved you. Um, I'd say to uh, ask other people to tell you stories about God's faithfulness, because it's going to be probably something mm. you don't expect. And if they've been a Christian for a while, especially older people, older Mm -hmm. saints, they're going to have stories for you about God delivering them out of all kinds of things. And, and that's going to encourage your heart. I would say the third thing I would say, look back at your own story. If you haven't, maybe tell some of it to your children or to a friend, just tell them, just pick a story, one story and talk about God's faithfulness. It'll help you remember, oh, I've been here before and I've, I've gotten Mm -hmm. to the other side. It's not always going to be this Mm -hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I would say two um, practices 
one thing that we have, uh, we as believers, I think are starting to wake up to and figure out is that how integrated we are in our minds and bodies that we're not just a head, you know, full of all this knowledge <laughs> that like wanders around and oh, too bad we have to be attached to a body, but that they're, they're actually integrated creatures and God yeah. made us that uh -huh. way. So that there are mm. things like for me, there are certain practices that I, I have to do. I can't, I kind of start to fall apart when I don't like sleep like exercise, mm. like eating well. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they are less important than spiritual practices. For me, those feel like they're not any more or less spiritual because God made this body and he gave it to me as a gift. Mm. And we're so integrated <laughs> that when those things mm. start to fall, one of the first things I ask people when they're really struggling is when's the last time you had a good night's sleep? Because it, it matters. Um, I would say to one of those places that has been the most helpful for me is that I, I have some key relationships where I have been really vulnerable and said, Hey, um, if you see this, this, and this, whatever it is, if you hear me like complaining more and more, or if I start to pull away from you, if I'm not answering mm -hmm. you, that that's mm -hmm. a red flag and I need you to come after me. Or, um, mm. I, I, you know, where, places I have a couple of relationships where we regularly confess sin to each other. And I know that mm. I know that that's going to be expected of me when I spend time with these people, not in a dutiful, like, okay, spill your stuff, you know, but I know she's <laughs> going to do it with me. And it is this, so it's mm. this expectation of freedom that we know we're going and that there's going to be forgiveness. Mm. And she's going to tell me what's true about God and how he loves me. And I think the, those regular sort of rhythms help mm -hmm. us to believe over and over because we're going to forget and we're going to fight against it that God really is for us. Those sort of regular rhythms in your life can really be a huge part of that. So part, if you know, if you don't have it part, the good thing is everybody needs this. It's not just you. And so it, mm, you know, it's, yep. a, it's a place where you can go to a friend and say, Hey, I'm struggling here, whatever it is. Can you tell me what's true? I regularly will will Vox people. You know what Voxer is? It's like a it's like a walkie-talkie app oh, you can use on your phone. Yeah, That's how yeah. I stay in yeah, touch yeah. with a lot of people. And I'll regularly Vox people and say, I'm really struggling with this today. Can you please like right mm. now get on here and pray for me? That's, that's what we're mm. for. And that, yeah. that's not a shameful yeah. thing. That's part of why we have the body of Christ. I do think um, that resonates with me that um, I've had people uh, just like ask mm. to pray for me or I've asked mm. some people like, hey, will you just right now, I just need you to pray yes. for me right now about this one thing. And it's amazing the difference that that makes because there are times when I just feel like I don't even know what to pray yeah. for. And when someone else comes in and they've got a different perspective mm -hmm. and a different, you know, they they just see things from um, maybe a little bit more object objectively, how helpful that is to have that, to have people that are close enough to you that you could be like, this really hard yes. thing is right now a struggle for me. And I need, I yeah. Need and part of, part of what it does so. too, is make, you know, like I'm not alone in this. Now here's, now here's mm -hmm. my sister who knows that God is for me and she can, mm. part of what that changes in your mind and your heart is this remembrance of like, oh, here's someone bearing witness to the faithfulness of God. Here's someone saying that I know this is true. You may be questioning it, but they're not questioning it maybe in this moment today on a mm. Tuesday. And that will encourage yeah. your heart. That's, that's why we need mm. each other. We need each other. Yes.
I just want to keep talking. <laughs> like, I'm literally thinking in my mind, is there a way that we could like, do another episode here? But we got to wrap it up. So we're just going to have to figure out another way to get you back on here. I am glad time, Chris, to do it. This has been so And thank good. you to Paul and the so, Holy so Spirit good. for Romans 8. Because, man, it is a it is huh. dynamite. It's, like, full of it good It is stuff. dynamite. Yes. It is. It is just like all of mm. the life and all of the good news. So um, thank you to everybody. I know this is a little longer episode than normal, but thanks for sticking around and listening. And I hope it has encouraged you. And a special thank you to you, Chris, for just, uh, wow, bringing My it to pleasure. us. Real. My so. pleasure. Hey, thanks for joining us on The Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.